what happens in the general economy, in, in political economy generally, ultimately stems from ideas. And two ideas that are crucial to your book that you lay out in great detail are those of John Maynard Keynes and Friedrich Hayek constantly battling each other throughout the 20th century and now into the 21st century. Speak a little bit to those two figures and their role in your book. Yes, I spend a couple of chapters on Keynes and a chapter on Hayek. And I I don't really attack Keynes uh, in the book. Uh, I try to elucidate his ideas and I try to explain why Keynes' ideas probably don't work in the current period uh, for political reasons, not economic reasons. I got some of my ideas from Keynes, frankly. Keynes wrote a book on World War I called The Economic Consequences of the Peace, in which he basically argued that the events of World War I destroyed the 19th century economic order of free markets and limited government. And uh, he said that uh, for a lot of reasons. One, the European economies were wrecked. All the gold in the world, a lot of it had moved to the United States. Uh, the, the capital that had been accumulated in that period was destroyed. And he felt that the states and uh, governments in the future would have to take much greater role in guiding uh, economic growth and investment than in the past. And he had, had a lot of reasons for that. What I, what I suggest uh, is that in a period in which government spends a great deal, and we've had 70 years of it, going back to the 30s and 40s, and interest groups have organized around the state to get that money, Keynesian stimulus policies don't work that well because all the money goes to entrenched interests, many of which are trying to block economic growth to begin with. Uh, They're trying to get tax breaks. It goes to public employee unions uh, who don't want to see any change. And so therefore, in this context, stimulus spending only uh, creates more roadblocks to growth when what in fact we need to do is break up the interest group system and free up our economy. Hayek, of course, uh, attacked all these Keynesian ideas. Uh, He didn't think planning was possible and he thought the Keynesian remedies would simply lead to more inflation. He's been partly right on that. I'm not sure he's been totally vindicated But what happened in the wake of the financial crisis was that Keynes came back uh, full bore as if he had never been discredited. People thought his his theories had been discredited in the 1970s. But uh, Barack Obama came back with stimulus packages and all sorts of things designed to stimulate demand. And it hasn't worked very well. For uh, a theory that is as influential as Keynes's, it's got a very mixed record. Japan, of course, has tried all sorts of Keynesian stimulus remedies since 1990. It has not worked out very well. Great Britain tried them in the 1960s. They failed. Uh, Jimmy Carter tried them in the United States in the 1970s. They failed. One could point to the 1960s, Kennedy and Johnson, especially Kennedy's tax cut, as a success. But, of course, he did that via tax cut, not by spending. FDR's policies were too experimental and episodic to uh, be chalked up to Keynesian remedies. But
these two things continue to battle. The two political parties represent the different prongs of these two theories. The Democrats want to stimulate growth by more spending. The Republicans by freeing up the economy. And at the end of the day, the voters will decide. I've, I've stated in the book where I stand, I don't think the Keynesian remedies will work in our circumstance, even though I think we'll continue to try them. I think it's clear, as uh, a former Enron advisor has advocated in the pages of the New York Times for years, that we just haven't thrown enough money at the problems. Well, you know, I hear that. I think that's that's absurd. I was being uh, sarcastic, by the way. Yeah, just I know. <laughs> the, the idea that the United States has followed a policy of austerity is not accurate. We ran up a, in 08, 09, and 2010, we ran up annual federal deficits of 10 to 15% of GDP, trillion dollars. Those, that's enormous amounts of stimulus, quote unquote. The Federal Reserve has been buying up bonds as the, not only government bonds, but bad mortgages and all sorts of things. The balance sheet of the, of the Fed is now somewhere around four or five trillion dollars. Unprecedented amounts, and of course we've had interest rates at basically zero for six or seven years. So. We've thrown an enormous amount of Keynesian-style stimulus uh, at this problem with, without a great deal to show for it. And uh, this, again, gets back to the problem. We need to find a way to generate private sector growth. Uh, we're going to run out of Keynesian ammunition pretty soon if we haven't run out of it already.